0: What is going on? I want to welcome you from half court for today, Wednesday, August 17th. I'm your host, Sean Murphy, alongside my guy, Jeff. I afraid, Jeff, what to do, baby? Oh, what to do? Whoa, whoa, hey, you whoa, saw, whoa. You saw, you
1: saw I, got, I got the shirt. Forget about it.
0: Forget about I, it. I like it.
1: I, I mean, you see me. I'm over here chilling with my guys, you know, Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivy, Troy, Troy Weaver over here, Dwayne Casey. I'm just having a blast, you know, ready to talk some basketball.
0: Dude. Heck yeah, just do, out I, with guys. I, I, do you think they're gonna be comfortable standing like that the entire time?
1: Oh, they're good. I mean, they're big fans of me, so you know, we're, we're all good. They're my yeah. guys. So, yeah, yeah, they're they're just fair. posted
0: up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Cade's looking at me a little, a little judgmentally, but that's okay. We we understand. <laughs> but in addition, also joined by that Marquette Heat, that man sitting in that seat, Troy, Sergey. Troy to see you my friend got to hang out this past weekend got to go see the bears and chiefs preseason game. got to hang out in chicago had a lot of fun hanging out my friend how you feeling do you feel recovered at all from the weekend festivities and chaos I
2: i i think uh i think it's been a good 48 hours i feel great Um, I, uh, I'm excited to watch the WNBA playoffs here starting next week and, uh, any, any basketball I can get. So that's it right there.
0: Yeah. Which by the way, Becky Hammond, uh, locked up the number one seed in the, uh, in the conference for, uh, for the WNBA playoffs in her first season with the Las Vegas Aces. So, uh, shout out Becky Hammond for doing that very much. Someone who, who still could be the first woman coach in the NBA someday, uh, but is doing remarkable work with the Vegas Aces right now in the WNBA. So shout out Becky Hammond. Great work yeah. over there. If, if there's
1: one, it's Becky Hammond. <laughs> the one that's gonna break the mold. It's it's definitely her.
0: Yeah. But like even then though, it's like it's not like the job that she has right now is by any means a consolation prize because she has, you know, she she she's being able to coach one of the best teams in the league, you know, and she has a very good she has a very good chance to go into WNBA title if they keep playing like this. And I mean, especially they get, they get that arena rocking, man. That's uh that's, that's a fun team to watch. So i um, definitely going to be excited to watch those playoffs as well. And uh, maybe we'll even have to do some, uh, maybe we'll even do like a fun bracket thing or something at some point, see if they have something for that. But first we're here to talk NBA basketball, because this is from half court where Each and every week, we talk about the game that we love. Even when the game isn't here to love us back in the month of August, it's just gone. But it's okay. If you like this show, you better like this video, subscribe to this channel, and be sure that you're locked in for when all the breaking news happens, when all the games are going down. We're going to be here to react. We're going to be here to give you all the news, all the coverage, all of the insight that we can. But with that, gentlemen, today we have a couple of interesting topics to talk about. First of all, one from uh, we just actually did a video about this yesterday as of when this pod came out from Jack Kelly came out with this interesting graphic scenario that had Pistons Twitter buzzing. And we just want to talk to Troy with this real quick because myself and Jeff were of the opinion, you know, looking at this, it talks about which path would be better, Right. If we won 20 to 28 games at a bottom five record, got Victor Wembanyama and Cade improves, has a solid statistical season, you know, 24, six and eight. Or if the Pistons get 34 to 40 wins, make it to the play in tournament and Cade makes an all star game averaging 27 and seven. Now, personally, I'm going to take the path that has us winning more games almost each and every time even though Victor Wemenyama is a guy that has generational type athleticism, generational versatility, generational type talent. Kate Cunningham has that too. And to see him be able to take that and, and allow this team to win some more games this season, along with the talent that we have as well. I think that's going to be a big thing. Troy, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, path B is definitely the way to go. Uh, if you look at that, uh, that, that, Path A, again, I mean, it's three kind of – I mean, I guess it's one good thing of having a, a top two um, pick uh, as well as, I guess, you would say Kate improvements So two out of the three are good, but winning 20 to 28 games again, I don't want to do that again. I, I Even if Kade improves, I want to see the team improve with him. So I think that's the big thing why I would pick Path B. Uh, and it would be fun to watch some play in tournament basketball and watching this team excel to that level because we were watching them this two short years ago with Jeremy Grant's, I guess – MIP candidate season, um, you know, that was one of the worst teams that we've produced in the past even 20 years. So for me, having that first year Troy Weaver, and then in year three, having him in the playing tournament, I just feel like you can see all the progress come in to play with that. And uh, I just feel like those are three as a great stat line for K to make an all-star game. That is uh, a great record to have. And, and a major improvement and a play in tournament. You got, it's you're three for three for wins, win, win scenarios. When in the other path um, you're, you're kind of two for three. Uh, so for me, plan B is just a no brainer.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and even then, and, and Jeff, this is kind of something that we alluded to. Even if you win 20 to 28 games, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're gonna get that top two pick. Obviously, in this scenario, it's saying that you do land that top two spot. But I mean, we saw this past season. You know, the Pistons were in that scenario where you know they had one of the best odds for the top three, and were and were the team that fell out. Luck, we got lucky, got Jaden Ivey in that position. But at the end of the day, I think we want to see that team, this team, take that next step and take a leap this year, right?
2: We do. We do.
0: Yeah. Jeff, I want to expand on that. What are your thoughts?
1: I think on top of that too, Troy hit on everything, but the thing I would add as well is you have Troy Weaver. This is you want Troy to be in these types of situations where you're in the back half of the lottery because you trust his talent evaluation. Now I like Victor, but that would be a scenario if you had a guy like Stan or Ed Stefanski, you could trust. Listen, if you have a top two pick, and like you said, Sean, it's not even guaranteed, but let's just say it is. You're like, all right, You can't mess this pickup, but to Troy's point, I would take the team growth. If Cade's averaging less points, that means other guys are filling those roles in. It means Jay Nivey had a great rookie year. Sadiq's taking the next step. Killian Hayes is another guy that would be taking the next step. So for me, I'll take the team getting better. Cade making his first all-star appearance. That means he's affecting winning. Uh, But in terms of where they select, Sean, it it doesn't matter to me as much as it did in the past, considering you have a nice young core. And on top of that, If they pick two or they pick 10, 11, I know Troy's going to be able to get the best guy no matter where they are. So I'll take the team improving and you could still uh, try to sneak into that, be in that lottery and sneak, you know, who knows what the odds you sneak a little higher than you're supposed to be. So I'm not too worried about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most certainly. Now, another thing that was going on in the Pistons sphere, and this is something that we talked a little bit about as well, but. There were some rumors, and, and, and I don't even think this is something that is, like, concrete. I don't think this is something that's going to have any inevitability, something that we're even talking about as as a realistic possibility. Mm-hmm. However, the report was out there nonetheless, so um, still worth talking about. Jack Simons from Heavy brought up that, according to certain reports and certain sources— it appears that Draymond Green at some point in his career has always wanted to play for the Detroit Pistons. Now, Draymond Green is from Saginaw, Michigan. Draymond Green played at Michigan state university. Reportedly Draymond Green has admired Ben Wallace, which would make a lot of sense because of their games are both defense predicated, you know, guys that weren't really known for their talent, more so for their skill. But even then, we're insanely talented players, nonetheless. But in my opinion, I don't even want to necessarily have that conversation because I think we're all in agreement here that Draymond Green on a max contract in Detroit just isn't a feasible thing that we're looking at, that Troy Weaver's looking at, that I think anybody's having that conversation. Right? Are we all in agreement there? We
2: are. We are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But one thing that we can talk about is the fact that the Pistons are going to have over $60 million in cap space going into next season. And so with that, Detroit's going to have a lot of options and a whole lot of players are going to be out there on the market. So with that, what are some players and what are even like types of players that you would like to see the Pistons ultimately pursue in free agency. So, for example, looking at some guys that are going to be available next year, I know that the Warriors are going to have a whole lot that they're going to have to figure out on the money side of things. I would not mind if Andrew Wiggins, at some point, I know he's going to get an extension. I know they're going to probably talk about it. However, if for whatever reason that fell through, I would not mind if he came to Detroit had a conversation with Troy Weaver because we saw his offense on full display, his defensive ability to lock down Jason Tatum in the NBA finals, everything that he did. He's the type of guy that I would love to add to the Pistons core and what we're doing right now. But there are so many players that are going to be available on the market. And Jeff, I know you had a little bit more time to prepare for this than Troy did. So I'll go to you (laughs) first. What are some names that that attract you and who are some veterans that you'd love to see in a pistons uniform at some point? So
1: looking at the 2023 free agents, the first thing I'm looking for is is wing depth. That's kind of what we look for. Uh, you mentioned it already with Andrew Wiggins, another guy I could add a couple guys. Jay Crowder is going to be a free agent as well. He kind of fits that mold, can space the floor, brings that toughness, fits the culture. Um, another guy could be Otto Porter. You mentioned the Warriors, a guy that, again, another versatile piece that can, you know, this is what we need. We love livers so much. We need more livers. We need more yep. guys like Isaiah livers and Sadiq Bay, because that's what the Pistons are lacking. So those two would be uh, come off the top of my head, but even a guy like an underrated guy, Harrison Barnes, like a guy that's yeah, 31 years old. We don't know how much money he's going to be commanding. And I get it. he plays for the Kings. They now drafted Keegan Murray. Who knows what his future looks like? A guy who could switch between the three or the four. So that's who I would be looking at. I know it's this class is top heavy. You're, you're not getting clearly. There, let me just read you the top. I mean, there's LeBron James, Russell Westbrook. Ooh, Russell Westbrook. James Harden. <laughs> kyrie irving porzingis like it's really it's really those middle of the pack guys which is what i'm looking for and it starts at the wings can you play the three and the four that's what i'm at and can you space the floor yeah those are the two things i'm looking at
0: yeah absolutely troy yeah so jeff i had
2: three names that came to mind and uh jeff hit on one of them already harrison barnes i think he's a wing that can really stretch the floor and call me crazy for the next one because it's all going to be about the pricing um We're gonna have to probably rip this guy off a little bit, and I don't think he's looking to get ripped off. And it also sounds crazy because he's been say it, Troy. Just say Tobias Harris, a Tobias Harris at the right price. Seriously, the return. Okay, a return Um, at the right price.
0: Coming
2: home. <laughs> At the right price. Yeah, I at the right price. Fits, yeah. At, I think he fits this team well. And maybe the right price isn't even realistic for me to even say. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like he's a guy that we know what he can do on the offensive end. And he, I think he's a pretty underrated defensive guy too. And you know, I'm thinking he's like a six-man, seventh man kind of guy. Um, so I'm not even saying he's gonna be a starter at all. I, I um, mean but-
0: he I, I think at the end of the day, I think he just has too much talent in this league that he's gonna start. Sure. I think there's 29 other teams in this league that that, yeah. you know, he, he, he's a guy that's going to start somewhere. I would say, you know, to your point, there's no world where I'd want to give Tobias Harris a max contract. Correct. I think the, <laughs> I think if the Philadelphia 76ers could go back, I think they would pay Jimmy Butler over yeah. Tobias Harris. Correct. Just a thought, just, just, a just, thought. just a thought.
2: Yeah, yeah. So again, it's the but, right price. Maybe we're right. maybe we're three, four years away from that, Sean. Maybe it's not this upcoming free agency, but maybe it's two thousand twenty-six or something like that when we still maybe have a cater Sadiq. Who knows by then? But say we do, and we're still in the we're in the contender rage, and you bring a, a, a true veteran at that point, a uh, ten plus year guy like Tobias Harris at that time in the career. That's kind of more where my head was at, right? Um, and uh, again, another one at the right price, also a former Piston, but a Spencer Dinwiddie who could pair with the Cade. And I guess with a scenario where Killian Hayes may not be on the roster, I think Dinwiddie would fit in more. Um, but he was a guy that came to my mind as well.
0: Yeah. Can
1: I can I throw one more in there too? Yeah. Seth Curry. I, I like yeah. Seth Curry. That, that, you mentioned the Killian thing. I listen, we don't know what Alec Burks is going to be. We don't know how long he's going to be here. So if he's gone, mm-hmm. you need guards. I like Seth too. It's the shooting aspect, but that's the guy I wanted to add, besides the
0: wings. Yeah, no, for sure. And and, and even then, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of potential different guards and, and, and potential different avenues that you could go. I mean, let's say even you know, what if you could get a guy like D'Angelo Russell as a potential six man and someone that you could bring off your bench, someone that that can that is a clear bucket, someone that helped the Nets a few years ago get to the playoffs, a guy who, you know, has shown that's willing to play that type of role. If we're able to bring him in on a solid contract, I think that's the type of guy that can that can bring and really change your second unit and add a lot of scoring and and playmaking to that unit and you know i you know when i'm thinking of getting creative and how we can use that cap space that's something that would make us better right away that's something yeah. that if you can get another guy that can add another 15 17 points a game to what we have going on right now that's a, that's a role where he doesn't ex- he doesn't have to be expected to be the guy i think it's a pretty realistic expectation for him and he's only 27 right now like he's it's not unreasonable to think that he could come to detroit and potentially have a pretty solid career and turn around some of those winning, those winning ways and potentially, you know, you know, turn around what happened in Minnesota. And, you know, I think it'd be a pretty good option for Detroit.
1: And real quickly on top of that, everyone talks about the three guard lineup with Killian, Jaden, Ivy and Cade. Imagine D'Angelo, Jaden and, and Cade. Sure. Like you play Cade at the three. My God. I mean, yeah. you got, you got that much more dangerous. So that's another yeah.
2: one. In a small man's league.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You
1: need guys that can put the ball in the basket.
0: Yeah, most certainly. Now, as we keep talking about this, Troy, can you find a room in your house where you don't look like we're filming an exorcism? (laughs)
2: Yeah. Anyway. I can can do that as the lights get dimmer and dimmer. I can definitely do that for you guys.
0: That's totally okay. Well, as we do that, anyway, we can keep talking. About... There we go. Now that that at least gives us some light yeah. for now. We can
1: see you, Troy. Now. That's good. Yeah. Well, I, I
2: still gotta switch rooms because. Oh, yeah. be but... <laughs> oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. One hundred percent. But even then, we talked about it. It's it's about getting guys, and, and and like you said, we're we're not bringing up stars, and the reason why we're not bringing up stars is because I think really, I think even though people say like obviously you know at a certain point Detroit's gonna go out. And I think they're going to get a big name at a certain point. But I think, I think with that cap space next summer, and I think when we're looking at free agency, it's like, all right, what are the things that we can predict? What are the things that this team can control? What are Mm -hmm. some of those things where like we can use the resources that we have right now? What are some moves that don't take a lot of risk, but in addition, make us better and help us win some more games going into the next year? Does that make sense? It
1: does. Yeah. Yeah, and you hit on it too. It's the flexibility. That's what Troy's been preaching. And if you keep that flexibility, I have a theory. I think when when that big fish comes to Detroit, it's going to be via trade. That that's how they're going to do it. Um, Looking at this free agency class, that's kind of why we've been naming you know mid-level guys, role players, because it's top-heavy guys that are going to probably resign and or go to uh, winning situations. Right now, if if the Pistons were to go out and get somebody, in my opinion, it's through trade. But if you can keep you know, let's say you spend you have sixty million dollars, you spend thirty of that with contracts, and you keep thirty available, and you go out and get a big fish to fill that thirty gap. Like that, that's a win-win. So that's kind of why, you know, we haven't been mentioning guys. I think it'll be via trade or yeah. sign and trade that that'll
0: happen. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you don't even know sometimes what players are going to be available, who's going to be on the market, what options are going to be at your hand. I mean, we we saw, you know, Kevin Durant all of a sudden was just <laughs> on the market and was just wide available, you know, so that things can just happen in the NBA. At the same time, things can also just very much not happen for a while. And that's called yeah. August. But with that, <laughs> this episode of From Half Court is brought to you by Manscaped. When we talk about post players, there is few better players in the restricted area than our friends over at Manscaped. With great products such as the Lawnmower 4.0 with skin safe technology, the weed whacker, their deodorants, lotions, and more, Manscaped is unrivaled when it comes to the men's hygiene game serving over 8 million balls worldwide. That's a lot of testicles, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're finding yourself in need of Manscaped products, be sure to go to manscaped.com and use code HALFCORE at checkout because that can get you 20% off plus free shipping. Our friends at Manscaped sent us these products, and I can tell you that they are absolutely for real. I have been absolutely satisfied and in love with their entire product line from boxers, T-shirts, the lawnmower 4.0 to the to the weed whacker, ear and nose trimmer, you can really not go wrong. Be sure to go to manscape.com and use code halfcore at checkout for 20 percent off plus free shipping. Thank you again to our friends at Manscape for sponsoring this video. But with that, guys, I think since it's that time of the year, I think now that we're heading into the next season. I think it's time that we have a conversation and specifically focus in on looking at who the best players in the NBA are right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are coming out with lists and rankings and giving their opinions on who the best to do it in the league are. And I think it would be fun to have a conversation of the top five and see if we can come up with a consensus ranking
2: yeah. together. Cause that was my next question, Sean. Is should we do this? Like uh from Mount Rushmore where we all kind of agree two to three or two to one odds, uh, uh, you know, majority rule who gets on the list or should we do like a Sean's list, Jeff's list, Troy's list kind of thing.
0: So let's, I, I think let's try and let's, let's do a majority rules. Let's come up together with a consensus list and then we can afterwards talk about how it would be, how it would be different in our lists. Sure. Does that sound like a good idea? Let's do it. All right. Perfect. So let's start with what five guys are going to be on that list to begin with. And then we can get into the ranking. I think that's so I'm going to go right out and just say it. My number one guy. And I think who has to be on this list. It's Giannis. Giannis is the best player in the world.
1: He's my one. He's my one too.
0: It has to be Giannis. And, And let's talk about it because last year. Giannis was, was starting to enter himself into that conversation, but I don't know if it was the consensus opinion, but I think now I don't even think it's a conversation. He's the number one player in the world. Jeff, what makes, yeah. What makes Giannis so effective? What makes him terrifying and why is he so dominant?
1: Listen, this guy is unbelievable. And, and listen, I, I want to go back as recent as the playoff series he just played without Chris Middleton losing uh, to, to the Boston Celtics. He is the first NBA player to have 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 50 assists in a playoff series. Even at the, you know, game seven, he struggled a little bit without Chris Middleton. That series was still winnable. So that's, that's the type of impact Giannis has on a game to game basis. And if you want to talk about resume, Resume. I mean, six-time All-Star. He's already an NBA champion at 27 years old. Two-time MVP, uh, five-time All-Defensive Team, six-time All-NBA. Like if he if he retired right now, Sean, he'd go down as one of the best players of all time. He, he, not oh, yeah. top not, not five, but he'd be in that conversation of you know 10 to 15. Giannis already, if he retired right now. So that's why he's my he's my best player. Like he still has a lot to to rack up in terms of awards and accolades and, and statistics. But my God, you you can't look at Giannis and and say that guy isn't the best player right now in the NBA. You
0: Troy, can't. when I watch Troy, when I watch Giannis play, it's almost like it's seeing someone with the athleticism of Vince Carter,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the length and 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 touch of Kareem, yeah, and the power of Shaq, yeah. It's like it's, it's honestly ridiculous. like the scariest combination. Of talent that I've seen in a player
2: and in he's a long getting, time. He's getting that three-point shot to improve too, guys.
0: Oh, that that shot, that form that he's got. Can the
1: Pistons relocate silly. to the West? <laughs> like, can we just move? <laughs> up? I, I
0: don't want to face this guy.
1: <laughs> I don't. I do not want to face this man in a playoff series,
0: <laughs> dude. And not. that's the thing. Like you touched on it. Like this is a guy who he's always working on his game. Like he's never not focusing on his craft. Like this is a guy who. Any star, like you know, like LeBron, like you know, he he's a guy that likes to focus and try and craft his narrative. Kevin Durant is a guy who likes to try and craft his narrative. Giannis just focuses on winning games, focuses on getting better each and every offseason. When when the rumors and when when people tried to start the speculation and tried to start the Giannis to leave Milwaukee thing, he was like, Nope, I'm staying, I'm signing it. Here's the contract. Let's win. And then they did. Yep. And they did on the backs of one of the best finals performances that we've seen yeah. in the past 20 years.
2: Really, really has.
0: So yeah, man. I, I firmly believe if the Milwaukee Bucks are healthy, there's no reason why they shouldn't be back in the finals this year. And yeah, there's no reason 100%. why they shouldn't be they there's no reason why they shouldn't be pictured the favorites. Yeah. So
1: hey, they're the champ until somebody knocks them off healthy. To me, yeah. so you, yeah. you got to beat the champ. Not beat him without Chris Middleton. You got to beat them.
0: Yeah, I, and, I, I still, yeah. I still, I, I mean, I still think the champs are the champs, no matter what. Everyone yeah. deals with hell stuff every year, but at the same time, I, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that they're still my favorites. Yeah. Until, until someone knocks them off.
2: I really want. I've told you guys this before. I really want a Warriors Bucks finals. Could oh, you? He, um, Giannis did. versus Steph. please.
0: Give it to me, man. Give it to me, man. Give it, it to
2: me. Yeah. <laughs> Give it
0: to me. All right, that's gonna be memed forever. But anyway, um, now personally, yeah, all right. So Giannis is on the list, right? Yeah, he's won. Easily. All right. Let's go. Let's let's start naming the other guys I think have got to be on there. Joker. Uh Nikola Jokic just won two MVPs in a row. I'd say he's got to be somewhere on that list. Yeah. Kevin Durant. I'd he's say a, Kevin Durant's got to be on that list.
1: Yeah.
0: I'd say Joel Embiid's got to be on that list. Yes. And then now Steph here's Curry. five. Steph Curry, we could go that route. LeBron yeah. James, we could go that route.
1: Talent man, a lot of Luka.
0: talent. Luka, <laughs> Luka Luka's Doncic, up. we could go that route.
1: Man, we're already at like six guys. We're at <laughs> seven.
0: Oh my god, that's
1: yeah, crazy.
0: We just listed four and we didn't even get to Luka or Steph. Yeah. Oh my god, why I, I wonder if we'll leaf
1: off or
2: Ja. I mean, why, why not get throw eight out there? And throw oh my jaw. god, we
1: have to. <laughs> yeah, wow. Holy crap. I wonder if we'll disagree at two because uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think. Who's I, think the
2: second? I think all three of us agree at two. Well, Jok- who, who, who is? Jokic. No, it's Kevin Durant. It's,
0: it's Kevin me. Durant.
1: Yeah. Oh, you no mean no number
2: question. two as a second best player. I thought you were yeah. in our list. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go. Kevin Durant. Durant. He is. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Like, l-
0: listen. When the reason why it's as big of a deal as it is that he's on the market it's because he's Kevin freaking Durant. Yeah. Now yeah. we need to see Kevin Durant healthy. Mm-hmm. We need to see Kevin Durant man up a little bit and become a little bit of a better leader, take mm-hmm. ownership and onus of what's happening on his team. Call Kyrie out on his BS. <laughs> yeah. Call Sean Marks out on his BS call. You know, if he feels like they're, you know, but again, uh, some people operate differently whatever team he's going to go to they're going to instantly become a favorite because they have Kevin Durant. Yeah. It's just how it works. It just yeah. is. And offensively, like I mean, Giannis is truly unstoppable in everything that he can do. But Kevin Durant's the greatest scorer we've seen in the game of basketball mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. The most talented. He could beat you in any way.
2: On yeah, the there's
1: there is zero weakness in his game. Zero. Mm-hmm. And and I get the only thing maybe if you want to go you know, well, he's not healthy. And that's your argument. I, I just don't, dis- I, I just ag- I disagree. Like I'm, when I look at best players in the world, I look at talent and Kevin Durant to me came back from his Achilles 30 points per game until he's out until he, you know, gets injured again. But when he's healthy and he's on the court, I mean, we can go back two years ago, look at what he did against the bucks. Foot was on the line, my man, like this guy, yeah. I don't think Kevin, It I think the narrative's kind of changed because he hasn't been on the court, but Listen, Kevin Durant to me is is the second best player. He's one of the gifted, most gifted scorers of all time. Most talented players in ever to ever exist. So and
2: he's um, a winner. that's
1: why, yeah, and he's a winner. Now I, I get it—the whole yep. Golden State narrative. But still, Kevin Durant in terms of talent, we're not talking about you know affecting winning. It's just talent. Kevin Durant's number two to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, he has to be. And 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 even even when like like even like p- people might bring up he might not be always the best defensive player when Kevin Durant wants to be on on the defensive oh, yeah. end. He is on on the defensive end. Now, obviously the Kevin Durant that we saw in that playoff series against Boston, I think is what ultimately made him made this argument kind of close. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I think that was kind of what sealed it. However, that that doesn't mean that Kevin Durant can't come out and just have this awesome season and be back in that conversation again. So i um, definitely going to be interesting to see what happens from here. Now, personally, if I'm going third, mm-hmm. this is where, in my opinion, I'm putting Jokic. If I'm, I'm going, is I'm going Curry. I can understand that.
2: Wait.
1: Oh, no, you agree. Never mind. You didn't disagree. Kevin was too, right?
2: Correct. No, I agree. Kevin was too. Yeah. Okay, I all thought you right. so we uh, were talking mind. about list of order that we just randomly did. I was not thinking too. Yeah, yet. okay.
1: You're good then. Never mind. I was yeah. going to be like, all wait, right. how is Jokic not next if he was... No, no but never mind. No. Move on, no. Sean. Sorry about so,
0: that. So here's here's my argument. Nikola Jokic for everything that he does on the basketball court. The Denver Nuggets, if you look at what roster they put on the court last year other than Jokic, if they put that roster out there, yeah. they would have been a top three lottery team. They were terrible, awful. And Nikola Jokic, yet again, goes out and has a historic season, puts up stellar stats, affects winning, is a better defender than people give him credit, offensively is literally unstoppable, You know, is, is one of the best passers that we've seen in the game of basketball, arguably ever one of the best passing big men ever without a doubt mm-hmm. his efficiency is unprecedented, but I, I, I think, I think we're going to see, you know, now if he actually has some guys healthy next to him this year, I almost wonder if Nikola Jokic could be seeing a final strip. Wow. So wow. that that's, that's like that, like that's, that's where people don't, Realize, like, because Jokic, it's not like he's, it's not like he's been buns in the playoffs. Like, even when the Nuggets played the Warriors, like in the playoffs, he played well. He they play like the Nuggets played them hard. It was a difficult matchup. Jokic by no means had a bad series. Draymond couldn't do anything to stop him. Yeah, no one can. You, You you can merely contain him, but the thing is, is he's so good because he could just set up his other teammates as well and put them in positions to succeed. And this, like, really, the Denver Nuggets hit a freaking home run having this guy on this roster. And I know Steph Curry just had an incredible performance. I know he just won finals MVP. I know he's the best shooter in NBA history. And I know that he's one of the greatest players of all time, perhaps one of the best, you know, perhaps the best point guard of all time. But I think right now jokic is in his prime and he and and steph as awesome as he is you could almost make arguments that other years of steph were better sure so maybe yeah. that's where i'm nitpicking but that's yeah. but you're you're nitpicking when you're ranked when you're doing this type of ranking so that would be my argument but troy i would love to hear yours
2: yeah my i mean you kind of hit on mine in a way too when you were t- giving uh credit where credit's deserved with steph Uh, But I just think the winning, uh, the winning just impacts so much. And and you look at the NBA field. uh, We talk so much of how deep the league is, okay? Steph Curry beat Joker. I get the team around him. I get the team that Denver was putting out. I get all that. Steph beat Ja. Steph beat Luka. Steph beat Tatum and Tatum beat Durant. Like, like but, I just, well,
0: okay. But the Warriors
2: beat. Okay. But I just feel like who was running that charge. I know why I'm, I'm, I know you're trying to nitpick in this argument, but I just feel like who was re- leading the helm on that team. It was Steph Curry who had one of the best bounce back seasons we've had seen in this league in, in the past 10 years, as far as bounce back, I think it's Steph Curry the the impact that he had this year. Um, I, I guess my argument is just based on watching the games and and the games. I just feel like how he impacts his team. I, I just I can't not put Steph. I can't put Joker ahead of Steph Curry. I guess is where I'm going.
0: At. If you put Steph Curry on those Denver Nuggets, do they still do they still get the six seed and not even get into the play in?
2: If you put Steph if, on the if Nuggets, you, if you put yeah. if you
0: put Steph Curry yeah. with the exact same roster than yeah. Nikola Jokic had last year.
2: They're a fifth seed. They're a little bit better.
0: Jeff, what Jeff, what about you, man? What do you think? Wow. Well, all right.
1: I'll I'll say this. <clears throat> Steph didn't have his cast around him and they only they they what they what happened last year?
0: They won a championship. No,
1: not uh, okay. The year prior, sorry, I'm still living (laughs) off this. I'm talking about last year. year. Oh, last year year they made
0: it to the play in, and then so
1: that's that's okay. And the thing that swayed me, your nitpick, we're all nitpicking. The thing that swayed me is when Sean said, Right now, like Curry all time is a better player than Jokic, but I think no question currently. Jokic is a guy who's coming off back-to-back MVPs. He's the second you know, international player to do that, other than Giannis. And I think his complete game, his effect on winning – and Steph affects winning. I'm not saying he doesn't as much as Jokic, but I just think, I just think individually – Jokic and what he can do, talent wise, he's in his prime. Like if Denver, if Denver was healthy, we talked about this, Sean, a, a long time ago too. Like that's a contender to me. But, I mean, you that's... saw what they did before with Jamal and Michael Porter. So that's why I'm I'm edging him over Steph, but Steph is still like it's not really a, a yeah a, you
2: it, know, stain on Steph or anything. You guys have Denver. good points, but I'm just too stubborn and Curry being better. Great that's point, both you guys. Excellent points.
0: That's totally fair, but in the sake of this ranking, that puts Jokic at number three, and that puts Steph. At four. Four. And I got to
2: say Jokic at four, so.
0: (laughs) That's totally fair. That's that's totally fair. However, what I would say is Steph, he has elite skills. He is, you know, he's an an all-time great ball handler. He is the greatest shooter in NBA history. Yeah. Defensively, he's serviceable. I would say just Jokic. He's just damn great at everything. He's just damn great at it all. And the big hey, it's
1: it's a big man's league too. Like mm let us, be honest too. Like it's you're gonna choose the big guy.
0: Like yes, it's it's how this works. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong. I'm definitely gonna take that shooter if I if I get the chance. You know what I mean? Steph Curry lighting up the gym, and and we saw. You know, everyone was like, "Oh, well, what about the fact that he couldn't go out and win Finals MVP? That's not that he's not really that great, Uh, but." We saw we saw him put that BS to the side this this last year. We see yeah. Steph, you know. We we talk about you know like you know where they're at right now and their primes, but like there's points where it just like looks like Steph is hitting other levels at times. Oh, yeah. like he, this he, last year in the finals, there's times where I was just watching Steph and it's like, literally, what can you do? Like yeah. like literally, what can you do? And and that's I think that's the difference in terms
1: of carrying a load. I think Jokic, I'd go with Jokic if I had to put a team on Jokic's back and be like, get us to the playoffs. But Curry, as a talent, the shooting ability, changing the game of basketball, like legacy-wise, I would take Curry. But if we're talking right now, like, again, we're nitpicking. It's 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 so close. You you could probably interchange them If you want to put Steph three, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. But I just yeah. feel Jokic is – Hey, so you, you did argue with right me, though. though. I'm not going to be pissed at you, I'll say that. Hey, I am uh, uh, I can't be mad at you, Troy, for picking Curry, but okay. I'll just say yeah. my opinion. I he feel said, like he said
0: he's not going to argue with you, but in this case, he has to because <laughs> we're putting together a ranking. Yeah. Don't do that, Troy. I know what I'm doing here, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Troy.
1: Steps four, and I think we're going to disagree at five.
2: I really I, I actually think we're going to be all pretty much on the same page at five. Well,
1: yep. that's what we thought last. We'll see. What do you right. yeah. we'll, I'll let you guys go.
2: Man,
0: this one's tough because in my head, I'm flipping back and forth right now. I am flipping back and forth. I'm going to go... I'm going to lean... I'm going to go Joel Embiid. In my opinion, should be fifth as of right now. Um, Me too. I am so conflicted, though, because, man, Luka Doncic is incredible. Yep. And, man, Luka... In his just in his first year, when he won a playoff series, then when it went a series that he was when he won a series he wasn't supposed to get, and gets to the Western Conference Finals, he got farther to, than Joel Embiid has at this point. And but the thing is, I just think at the end of the day, I think Joel Embiid. I think he's going to have an MVP caliber season. I think you know. I think he's 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 elite on the defensive end. And I would say I think that's where I would I would edge it out if we're talking about their overall game. I would have to edge Joel Embiid over Luca at this point. But, man, is that hard to do.
2: Yeah, um, and, and same here, Sean. Um, that's definitely conflicting, but I think the defensive uh, edge is what gives me to uh, lean towards Embiid for number five more than Luca. But I also think... Uh and beads just all around skill play too. I mean, he's a big that can shoot it from the outside. I mean, he's he uh, obviously he's nowhere near the passing ability as um as Joker, but he can at least facilitate a little bit. Um and I feel like just his impact on winning as well. I mean, of course, yeah, Luca made it at the Western Conference Finals, so maybe that's not a good argument. But in the East, I just feel like, you know, he almost got to the uh the conference finals, I guess two years or back in 2019. Um, and I guess 2021 and 2022. So, I mean, I guess he's never been past the second round, but he's certainly got to the second round and and pretty far in on uh, Sixers teams that they had the talent to do to do better. But I just feel like, um, you know, you could put that argument maybe on the other guys more than you can in Bede in some cases. And for just me, I just feel like when you watch the guy play, um, I, he just can't not be in my top five. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, but the the one thing though, and even I put Embiid at five, but there's times where you watch Luca, yeah, and he could be one. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and that, yeah. Jeff, where are
1: you at with it? I have this is the toughest one because I have a three way tie. I and 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 you guys kind of swayed me. We're we're probably going to mutually agree, but I had to choose between Joel Embiid, Luca Doncic, and I think people aren't respecting lebron james at this point in his career because i get it they didn't win many games this year but i think individually i mean if we're taking if we're ta- if we're just talking talent and what the man's 20th year still putting up 30 points a game 38 and 8 and still being solid i think he's still in that conversation he's not number one like he used to be but still top five for lebron i mean that's mm-hmm. still i think a fair spot to put him but i'm gonna go joel just because of Defensively, I think Joel edges out over over uh, LeBron because he isn't as good as a defender as he used to be, or he he doesn't just doesn't care. More. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say that's really true. It's not that he can't; it's really he just doesn't. And then Luka yep. Doncic just can't at all. So I'm going to go Joel, but Luka and LeBron are right there behind uh, Joel and Embiid.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, this is a podcast where we're going to care a lot about that other side of the ball. Um, that's yeah. just yeah. you know, you gotta we're- play both sides yeah, you know, we're, we're rooted in, in Detroit basketball. So, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to value that when we're, when we're doing our ranking and it's just, you know, I, I, I will say, man, it's just the more I think about it, I'm almost making the argument for Luka Doncic in my head, but it does just have to be Joel Embiid as of right now with his more overall game. Now, if you're asking me this time next year, if we do this list again, there's no chance in hell. That Luca's is not on this list.
2: Sure, that,
0: yeah. that train in the background is That's that Luca Johnson
2: type train,
0: man. <laughs> and, That's and coming two.
1: in. <laughs> this is the draw for me, uh, Sean. Too is like, okay, with Joel, you get the defense, you get you know what he brings defensively, but with Luca, you get a guy you can literally take your team and put it on his back and lead you to a Western Conference Final. Like Joel, although I love Joel. Like he hasn't shown that's why they went and got James Harden. And James, you know what he did in the postseason. Like we all expect to be called that on this podcast. Yep. Uh, but that's kind of also the argument. It's like Luca can do more. That's well, hey, that's what Ed just uh over Jokic over Curry, but Curry's obviously nowhere defensively, like like Joel. So defensively is what really puts Joel in, in top five. If we're talking just you know, what can a player do if you drop it, you know, drop on your team, Luca's clearly the guy.
0: Can the we effect. talk about Can we talk about how talented the league is, by the way? Yeah. Because. Oh, my God. International players, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which which, just another piece. Three years ago, if you would have told me that we're making a top five list without Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James on it, I would think you're crazy. Or
2: even James Harden.
0: Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony Davis.
2: And those guys aren't even top 10, maybe, because we left out Ja, we left out LeBron, we left off Jason Tatum.
0: Dude, Paul George, at one point, was a top 10 player in this league? Like, dude, that's the thing. There's so many guys that can buy for these spots. Jimmy Butler, he's a guy that's definitely in that top 10 debate right now. I, I remember mean, we had
2: a Sean and I, this was before Jeff got on the podcast. It was early on in the season. We both agreed. No, but it was before the season started. It was around this time, August, Sean and I were trying to debate. We both, we both came to the conclusion that he wasn't, but if Bradley Beal was top 15 in the, in the league, I mean, that's just how much this league has that's deep, this, man. This yeah. season deep. has gotten deep. Cause I mean, we wouldn't even think Bradley Beal in the top 20, even like not even yeah. close. So,
0: yeah. On well, Washington, I guess they wanted to give that guy that freaking soup. And talk about the major
2: bag alert! Major
0: bag alert! I mean, my God. That's a major, major bag alert. That's, uh, <laughs> I would not want to give him that bag, but that is their decision. That is their prerogative. But with that, gentlemen, as we're kind of getting towards the end of this podcast, it's time, as always, to take a beautiful trip down from Mount Rushmore. And Troy... My guy, what do you have planned for us today?
2: Yeah, no secret. Still trying to finish, finish up that uh, five-part series with uh, best players positions of all time. We did point guards a couple weeks ago with um, our special guest. Um, and then this week we are going to do shooting guards. And I feel like two of them are just so easy, undebatable. Yeah. So the fun will be the last two. Yeah, um, for sure. So let's get the first two out of the way so quick and easy. Michael Jordan. Yeah, Kobe yeah Kobe. let's just get them out. Yeah, let's just yeah. get them
0: out of the way. Carlos Delfino and Ben Gordon. Now, guys, <laughs> what makes these two players in particular <laughs> so special and why are they at the top of the shooting guard? No, in all seriousness, yeah, of course. When you're looking at the Mount Rushmore, it's just going to like OB and MJ. Yeah, They're there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, look at the career MJ had. Uh, came in the league in 1984. Uh, Six-time NBA champion, the arguably, but I would say the greatest player of all time. Uh, Last Dance really kind of put me over the hump with the LeBron debate. Uh, He 6-0 in the finals, just did basketball with such a class and and changed the league in a lot of ways. I think Larry Bird and Magic Johnson saved the league, but Michael Jordan made the league. You know what I mean? Is that a fair statement to to make? Yeah, I think
0: think – I think I think I think Magic and Bird grew I think I think they changed the game. I think MJ I think MJ made it global. Yeah. I think MJ brought yeah. it to that next level. The money.
2: Yeah. So MJ not only is he a top four shooting guard of all time, he is a top one shooting guard of all time and number one player of all time. I mean he just Oh well, and the, the other thing the guy had on the league, guys.
0: You don't you don't get Kobe without MJ either. That's and then the other you don't thing.
2: get Kobe out of MJ too. And he's a guy that comes in the league in 1996 draft, uh, 13th overall out of high school, uh, immediately traded to the Lakers after getting drafted by Charlotte. And uh yeah, he had a he had kind of a rocky first couple first in year, first one year and one two, year one and year two. Um, but obviously every year got better and better and to pair push and to go to the finals and and uh, 2000 and 2001 and 2002. Um, it just just incredible. Just absolutely incredible. Um, and then to win the finals those years and then uh, obviously Kobe and Shaq break up after the Pistons manhandle them in 2004. Uh, but then for Kobe to go on his own and win two more after that uh, on his own was incredible. Um, but I think even his best year, um, the Lakers weren't super good. I think it was that MVP. Or only one MVP, believe it or not, I think it was that. How does Kobe only
0: have one MVP? What the hell?
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. And Steve Nash has double, and uh, that's that's what's crazy. Um, But uh, with Kobe, I think winning those two on his own really marked his legacy too, because he beat a very talented Boston Celtics team, Um, and obviously the Magic were you know somewhat good with Dwight Howard. But um, you know, I I think everyone wanted that LeBron Kobe matchup that never happened. But I, I feel like Kobe beat enough competition for us to give him all the respect in the world to what well he evolved and he took that lakers team to the next level you know it was
0: ultimately him that was that number one guy and it Mm -hmm. was his ability to take his teammates like lamar odom like paul gasol like Mm -hmm. like you know ron artest and to take that that team that was so um you know and and it was truly led by kobe in the same type of mentality and the same type of ferocity that mj brought to it i mean Jeff, I mean, there's a reason why these two guys—I mean, they're 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 known as two of the most ferocious winners in basketball history, man.
1: Yeah, that's why you know MJ and Kobe. It's it's one A, one B. Like they're they're so similar. MJ just accomplished more in terms of you know winning. That that's kind of his legacy. So, yep. um, and and he was if it wasn't for him, Kobe wouldn't be here. So of course, MJ's one, Kobe's two. Uh, but listen, I I, I think we'll agree on the next one. I'm,
0: yeah, I'm because positive. of course we got to go with. Uh, nope, not that. We got to go with
1: Aaron. A follow. Yeah. Dwayne no doubt.
0: Yeah. The amount of times I heard that on TV was just obscene. But it's got to be D Wade, right? He's
2: yeah. It yeah, I, does. It. I, I think something, too, that's so underrated with D Wade is that in 2005, even his second year in the league, they pushed the Pistons to a game seven. Like that, that team, and I, I know he had Shaq with him too, but uh, I just feel like he was so close to even getting to the finals in year two. He kind of has some Luca like skills as far as his ability to impact win- winning uh, at such a young age. And then to go to the finals his third year and win the finals, uh, incredible. And then, of course, you pair up with LeBron later on. But Dwayne Wade has to be on this list because I think uh, he's a winner. I mean, he is a first-class winner. And I, I feel like just his impact on the game as well. Of, you know, and we never, I can't really compare him to a player. I mean, Luca wasn't even really the best comparison, but I mean, there's kind of only one Dwayne Wade. Uh, would, we, would we all agree with that? Um, he's kind of on his own, his own, uh, you know, tier. I, I'd
0: say he's like the greatest, I, I'd <laughs> say of the three, he's the greatest athletic shooting guard of yeah, all time. Yeah, he's guard. the greatest combo athlete. Guard. Yeah, he's the true combo yeah. guard. He was the different you know, his, his build his the way that, you know, he, I think he was the evolution of the position. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think he's, I think people ever since have been looking for Dwayne Wade's. And I think, you know, I think really the only player we've really seen since that have truly, that has truly looked like him have been guys like, you know, Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, obviously now I think a guy like Jaden Ivy looks a hell of a lot like, like Dwayne Wade. He does. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Now I'm interested to see what you guys think for the fourth spot, but personally I'm going to go with the truth. I mean, not the truth. Uh, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with uh, Alan Iverson, the answer, the answer. Exactly. Exactly. Not the truth. The answer to me, that's gotta be, that's gotta round out the list to me. When I think of like, cause even though like he's six foot, he might be like, you know, some people might think of him as a point guard the guy was the guy was a natural shooting guard. The guy was a scorer. The guy was out there going getting buckets. To me, I'd go Allen Iverson there. But I know there might be another guy. Troy's thinking of, and I'm I'm interested to see who that was.
2: No, I mean now that I'm thinking about it more, I, I guess I would have put Iverson more as a as a one as a point guard. So, uh, but I, I think Iverson certainly is the better player than who I was thinking of. I was thinking of Bernard King uh just, Bernard <laughs> King I just feel like I feel like Bernard King guys was a score before the 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 um evolution no. of scoring became yes he was in the 70s Are you? no I'm me? not
1: I'm not disagreeing with the point you're making but like you're not how joking, many right?
0: shooting guards could we have gotten to before we got him <laughs> though that's where my question
2: is I agree Iverson better I'm, I'll put a on my list but I Guys, Bernard King evolved the position that I feel like we have to put him at least an honorable mention, if not that four slot. Would you put him above Clyde Drexler? I mean, I know I'm reaching, but would
1: you put him a- a- above James Harden? Like, I okay, you, you know, I would,
2: would. I wouldn't put him over Harden. I would put him over Drexler. I think though.
0: Would you put him over Reggie Miller, Tracy no.
2: McGrady? Uh, yeah, I like T Mac, not not Reggie Miller.
0: Would you put him over Vince Carter?
1: The T Mac disrespect.
0: No, I yeah, wouldn't. I'd put Vince.
2: disrespect. Yeah, that's definitely. I'd, I'd put Vince over. That's definitely.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's hey, some disrespect. Hey, I
2: I ain't gonna forget about that, man. I ain't <laughs> I ain't forgetting about that. But for some reason, I just I just I couldn't think of would you any. Put him above Joe Dumars. Bernard King. Put him above Joe Dumars. Yeah, I would.
0: <laughs> Jesus, oh no. <laughs> well. This is Troy's last episode, lady. No, I'm kidding, I'm
1: kidding. Oh no. I, and listen. Oh I I'm not going to fault you for going, but I, I mean, I am going to fault you, but I I, I can't. <laughs>
0: He's I like, just, I'm like, not going to fault you. I mean, I am. I'm absolutely going to I'm going to fault,
1: fault you. you, but listen, sir, I respect your opinion. And, and listen, if you've made it this far in the podcast, comment down below is Bernard King a top five or top four, top five shooting guard of all time? Because this is a conversation I think we need to get into more and more.
0: Because yeah.
1: we, we could probably go, I mean, you named like what three. I, I named another two. It, listen, it's also, I guess it's subjective, but to me, it's not.
0: <laughs> listen, how many other pods are talking about Bernard King?
1: <clears throat> That's true.
0: No, nobody, Troy. You're muting yourself.
2: Bernard King. Not even, uh, not even Knicks fans are talking about uh, Bernard King.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, what Troy, a way to end it. I love that.
2: I oh love <laughs> oh
1: that.
0: I always, I always look forward to these segments because I always know we're going to get something out of it that we're going to be laughing about. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, but with that, ladies and gentlemen, what is your personal list of the best shooting guards of all time let us know in the comments section down below what are some names that you personally think we left out of there because there are a lot of great shooting guards throughout the history of the league just to name a few guys that also could be thrown up there you know there's guys like you know george gervin manu ginobili sam jones clay thompson Vince carter jeff hornacek you know there there's a whole <laughs> guard, Scott, I right? would
2: actually put Clay Thompson pretty close to AI. Okay, we gotta. <laughs> no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, no. thank you so much for shooting in. guard, not player. Shooting guard, not player. Shooting guard, not player. Because so think out about of, the. How did that change? No, 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 no. no. Think dead, about Because at position. that point, you're
0: still comparing the. What? Oh,
2: think about God. the position. I went a different route this segment, guys. I was thinking of the true position itself better player yes of AI. but i'm thinking of the position who is better at that specific position as far as what that position means to the game of basketball it's clay thompson okay well if you're getting uh, definitive of who's a better <laughs> shooting
1: a guard who's shooting then yes technically clay would be one because he's a better shooter than mj and kobe so clay's one he, I he's guess. a
2: he's a more true two in my opinion
1: all but right, he you know would what him, uh, would put uh, him above <laughs> Allen. Anyway, Iverson's is, a true two. I don't know. You know what? He's listen, a
2: he's a one guys. He's a one. But he
1: shoot. He's a shoot first guard. So what is that? He he was still he a often, point guard.
0: He was often listed in his career as a shooting as a guard,
1: two guard. But I he's, get what your point you're making. Clay could be a small forward.
2: Clay could mm-hmm. be a small forward. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: You know, I love
0: this you. is from half court and every week. We talk all things NBA basketball. If you like this podcast, be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel. Be sure to find us in all the podcast services that your heart desires. Also, be sure that you're subscribing over to our from half court clips channel. If you're looking for more short form content and want to catch anything that you might miss from any of our podcasts, but also thank you so much for tuning in. We are so thankful for you. And Jeff, before we leave, did you know that 66% of people who watch our videos are not subscribed? What the f- is that kind of malarkey? Hold on
1: one second, Troy. Troy, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Yeah. No, Troy's not
0: taking that BS. So Troy, guys, if you, if you, he might look like he's got that smile on his face, he's but that doesn't look very happy. I mean. Kate, I, I, I mean, Kate, you, he, he's, he looks pretty judgmental, right? He doesn't no, he's, look he's too... Fe- yeah, but be sure you subscribe.